Good morning, my people of God. We thank God for another day. We thank God for his mercy, his grace, and his unmerited favor. I pray that all is well with each and every one of you. And um, as we go about the day, let us remember the workers who are working in hospitals and the caretakers who are caring for the people. And um, let us remember to say a prayer for them because they need it. Have you ever spent the night with Jesus? Okay, I have a song. Before I start my day with the message from him. All night long, I've been with Jesus. All night long, my heart I've uttered praise. All night long, my heart, my soul been lifted in worship all night long. I've been with him. Thank you, Father, for strengthening me to give me the opportunity and the grace to spend the night with you. And Father God, here's another day and here's another word from the Lord, a message from God a song, prophetic song from God for us today. I believe this is also some food from God. And, you know, we here in the Bahamas, we make food. I think we add too much starch to it. We need more vegetables and a little bit of protein. But today, we're getting the bread straight from heaven. We're getting the bread of life. And Father, I thank you that as I I give this word as your oracle, Father. I ask your Lord, the word of God will take root in everybody's heart, including mine. And, and we ask you to continue to teach us and show us the right way. And so as I began to walk in my house um, last night, I said, God, what are you going to give to us tomorrow? And he gave me two words. And the two words was salvation. And then I heard him say, um, neither is there salvation in any other. And then I hear him say, um, grace. And so those two words is grace and salvation. So in the book of Acts chapter four, verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Then he said, grace, yes, grace. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Grace, grace greater than all our sin. Marvelous grace. And so, here is the song this morning, Marvelous Grace, Grace, Grace. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, 
grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt yonder on calvary's mount outpoured there where the blood of the lamb was spilled sin and despair like the sea waves cold threaten the soul with infinite loss grace that is greater yes grace untold points to the refuge the mighty cross dark is the stain that we cannot hide what can avail to wash it away look there is flowing a crimson tide whiter than snow you may be today marvelous infinite matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe you that are longing to see his face will you this moment his grace receive grace grace god's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace grace god's grace grace that is greater than all our sin grace grace god's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace grace god's grace grace that is greater than all our sin your grace and mercy brought me through i'm living this moment because of you i want to praise you and thank you to your grace and mercy brought me through yes it is his grace it's grace and the word grace means the unmerited favor mercy and compassion and it is described as this god's favor <laughs> 
In Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, the word declares, But Noah found favor in the eyes of God. In Noah's day, the people's sin grieved God. Our sin breaks God's heart as much as sin did in Noah's day. Noah, however, pleased God, although he was far from perfect. We can follow his example and find favor in the eyes of the Lord, in spite of the sin that surrounds us. God's forgiving mercy. Romans chapter 11 verse 6 declares, And if by grace, then is it no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be works, then is it no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Do you think it is easy for God to love you when you are good? Do you secretly suspect that God chose you because you deserved it? Do you think some people's behavior is so bad that God could not possibly save them? If you ever think this that, that way, then you don't entirely understand that salvation is by grace. It is a free gift. It cannot be earned in whole or in part. It can only be accepted with thankfulness and praise. The Gospel of Grace John chapter 1 verse 17 For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Law and grace are both aspects of God's nature that he uses in dealing with us. Moses emphasized God's law and justice, while Jesus Christ came to highlight God's mercy, love, and forgiveness. Moses could only be the giver of the law, while Christ came to fulfill the law. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, the nature and will of God were revealed in the law. Now, the nature and will of God are revealed in Jesus Christ. Rather than coming through cold stone tablets, God's revelation, that is God's truth, now comes through a person's life. And so when, when I hear people saying, oh, we need the church open, the church never was closed because the church is not the walls. The truth the revelation now comes through a person's life. As we get to know him, that is, as we get to know Christ better, our understanding of God increases. The gifts, 1 Peter chapter 4 and 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Some people are well aware of their abilities. They believe that they have the right to use their abilities as they please. Others feel that they have no special talents at all. Peter addresses both groups in this verse. Everyone has some gifts. Why don't you find yours and use them? 
all of our abilities should be used in serving others. There's also some physical gifts. And so when people said, oh, I can't find a work to do, look inside of you, search, and you will see some gifts in you, talents in you that you, you know, you probably have a, 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 a talent, a gift of baking, sewing, whatever. Stir that gift up inside of you because God would have given you that gift. But do it to serve others. None are for our exclusive enjoyment. None of our gifts are just exclusively for us. How is God praised when we use our abilities? He's pleased when we use them as he directs to help others. They will see Jesus in us and praise him for the help they have received. Jesus said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Grace gives us also eternal life. First Peter 1, verse 13 declares, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The imminent return, that is the soon return of Jesus Christ, should motivate us to live for him always. This means being mentally alert, for example, prepare your minds for action. Be disciplined, be controlled, be control yourself, be focused, set your hope fully on Jesus Christ and be ready to meet him. Are you ready? The songwriter says it may be at morn or it may be at twilight that he will return. Let us be ready. Grace is the source of salvation. Acts chapter 15, verse 11 declares, but we, be, we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Call of God. It's a call of God. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 declares, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, God calls us from our mother's womb. For example, God called Jeremiah and Paul. God told Jeremiah, I called you from your mother's womb to do a special work for God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. So God knows you from your mother's womb. And he knows what his will is for you. And he chose you to be his even before you were born. Psalm 139, if you find time to read it. He wants you to draw close to him and to fulfill the purpose he has for you, for your life. Paul was not doing anything that God hadn't already planned and given him power to do. He knows your name. 
He knows my name. He knows your purpose and destiny. He knows my name. He knows my purpose and my destiny. Faith. Acts chapter 18 verse 27. And when he was disposed to pass into a chair, the brethren wrote exhorting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, helped them much, which had believed through grace. You don't have to turn off your mind when you turn to Christ. He renews your mind. Justification. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Justified means to be declared not guilty. For example, a judge in a court of law declares the defendant not guilty. All the charges are removed from his record. Legally, it is as if the person had never been accused. When God forgives our sins, our record is wiped clean from God's perspective. It is as though we had never, ever sinned. He gives us forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 declares, In whom we have redemption through the blood for the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Jesus' death points to two wonderful truths. Number one, redemption and forgiveness. Redemption was the price paid to gain freedom for a slave. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 45 to 54. Through his death, Jesus paid the price to release us from slavery to sin. Forgiveness was granted in Old Testament times on the basis of the shedding of animals' blood. Now we are forgiven on the basis of the shedding of Jesus' blood. He died as the perfect and final sacrifice, Romans chapter 5, verse 9. So grace is God's loving favor given to those he saves. We can't earn salvation. Don't try getting some money and say, oh, I'm going to pay the prophet for this, or I'm going to pay someone for this for salvation. No, we can't earn salvation, nor do we deserve it. No religious, intellectual, or moral effort can gain it because it only comes from God's mercy and love. Without God's grace, no person can be saved. I repeat that. Without God's grace, no person can be saved. To receive it, we must acknowledge that we cannot save ourselves, that only God can save us, and that our only way to receive this loving favor is through faith in Christ. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son who yielded his life an atonement for sin and opened the life gate so all may go in. Praise the Lord. Consolation. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 declares, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God 
even our Father, which had loved us and had given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. The Lord Jesus consoles us. He chairs us. He comforts us. He encourages us. He helps us. He supports us. When we are sad, the songwriter says, when we are sad, he makes me glad. He's my friend. Believers are under grace. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Even though we are not under the law, it does not give us freedom to sin because we are under grace. Now that we are bound to Christ, he is our master and he gives us power to do good rather than evil. So we receive grace. John chapter 1 verse 16 says, And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. And so we can stand in it. Romans chapter 5 verse 2 declares, By whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We abound in it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 declares, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. People may hesitate to give generously to God if they worry about having enough, have, not having enough money or left over to meet their own needs. Paul assured the Corinthians that God was able to meet their needs. The person who gives a little will receive only a little in return. Don't let a lack of faith keep you from giving freely and generously to God. Be strong in his grace. Second Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Paul was telling his son Timothy, how can someone be strong in Paul was speaking to Timothy, but how can someone be strong in grace? Grace means undeserved, undeserved favor. Just as we are saved by grace, Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9, we should live by grace, Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. This means trusting completely in Christ and in his power and not in ourselves and not trying to live for Christ in our own strength alone. Receive and utilize Christ's power. He will give you strength to do his work. We are to grow in grace. Second Peter chapter three verse 18 declares, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever, amen. I urge you to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For example, I urge you to get to know him better. 
if you know Jesus better, no false teacher can trick you. No matter where we are in our spiritual journey, no matter how mature we are in our faith, this sinful world will always challenge our faith. We still have much room to grow. Every day, let us draw closer to Christ. Then we will be prepared to stand for truth in any circumstance. We are to speak with grace. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 declares, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Don't let us grieve the Holy Spirit by the way we live. Paul wants us against unwholesome language, for example, bitterness, improper use of anger, brawling, slander, and our attitudes towards others. Instead of acting that way, we should be forgiving just as God has forgiven us. Let's ask ourselves, are we grieving or pleasing God with our attitudes and actions? Act in love toward your brothers and sisters in Christ, just as God acted in love by sending his son to die for us on the cross. Inherit. First Peter 3 verse 7 declares, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. If a man is not considerate and respectful of his wife, his prayers will definitely, I repeat, his prayers will be hindered because a living relationship with God depends on right relationship with others. Jesus said that if you have a problem with a brother or sister or a fellow believer, you must make it right with that person before coming to worship. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24. This principle carries over into family relationships. If men use their positions to mistreat their wives, their relationships with God will suffer. Described as all abundant. Romans chapter 5, verse 15 to 20. But as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus, Christ had abounded unto many. All of us were born unto Adam's physical family the family line that leads to death. All of us have reaped the results of Adam's sin. We have inherited his guilt, a sinful nature, for example, a tendency to sin and God's punishment. But because of Jesus, we can trade judgment for forgiveness. We can trade our sin for Jesus's righteousness. Christ offers us the opportunity to be born into his spiritual family. The family line begins with forgiveness.
and leads to eternal life. If we do nothing, we have death through Adam. But if we come to God by faith, we have life through Christ. You have a choice. I have a choice. Do you want the family line of life through Christ? Or do you want the family line of death through Adam? I am sure we all want the family line of life through Jesus Christ. And so, all sufficiency, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 declares, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Although God did not remove Paul's physical affliction, he promised to demonstrate his power in Paul. The fact that God's power is displayed in weak people should give us courage. Though we recognize our lim limitations, we will not congratulate ourselves and rest at that. Instead, we will turn to God to seek pathways for effectiveness. We must rely on God for our effectiveness rather than simply on our own energy, effort, or talent. Our weakness not only helps develop Christian character, it also deepens our worship because in admitting our weaknesses, we affirm God's strength. Glorious. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved, freely given us in the one he loves, means that you graciously accepts, though we don't deserve it, now that we belong to his dearly beloved son, let us continue to give him praise. And so I'm going to stop this. This is, I would say this is part of the food that is on the plate. And I will give you the rest of the food of grace and salvation in a second. What happened? Hmm.